0: Warning the following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, my name is Aaron Richards, and you are listening to Next Level Radio.
1: This is issue 25 of DC Prime Time. We are back to our regular time slot uh, on a normal, sunny, hot, and very weary Sunday uh, day of recording. Uh, but from the showcast on the Next Level Podcast Network, I am Ben Beck. And from Caffeine Crew, I am Ron Martin. And as we mentioned, we are very, very tired. Yeah, and that's
0: probably the most energy you're going to hear out of me this entire show. <laughs> both it's the intro and then if the intro it's just gonna be twitter facebook uh, sleep uh yeah uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for
1: two extremely very different reasons uh rob you had an event that you attended this weekend yes uh, i had a
0: wedding yesterday and uh obviously you know being one of the the bridal party uh i am exhausted
1: <laughs> yes and i had uh Just a very, very long day of playing poker, but uh, to the point where I did not get home and inside until about 4 a.m. So we're both pretty exhausted. Uh, But, of course, we're not going to let that ruin the quality of the show that we provide you. So... This week, uh, this week's issue of DC Primetime, not a lot going on as far as uh, shows to discuss. Obviously, uh, all of the regular DC shows are still on break for the summer, including Gotham, which we have decided is going to be added to our Uh, Our regular talking points throughout the week. Uh, So coming up in the next couple weeks, we will do our Gotham annuals as we did with Flash, Supergirl, Arrow and Legends. Uh, We'll do one for season one and one for season two, gearing up for season three. Uh, But however, over the course of the week, uh, there was uh, a shit ton of news. Yeah, the uh,
0: Television Critics Association basically had their big presser event. So a lot of stuff from CW came out pretty much all in the course of two days
1: yes uh everything from gotham to legends arrow supergirl flash uh lucifer a bunch of other stuff for from cw that we don't really care about but a lot so this issue of dc primetime is basically going to be full of that news that came out from the t uh what is it tsa uh the tca tca yeah tsa is what pats you down in the airport uh yeah from the tca for cw so a lot of news we're gonna go over um so we'll bring all that news to you so rather than have like a half hour long news at the end of a regular issue we're just gonna bring you the news and focus on it a little bit more than than usual
0: yeah so it'll definitely be a shorter episode so uh, we'll probably be maybe about 30 minutes maybe a little bit more than that but uh, i wouldn't expect this to be a long episode
1: no well we've said that before too and we've gone for like an hour to an hour and a half but uh but again <laughs> I, this yeah this is just news so but there's so much of it of course since we covered these shows we wanted to bring this news to you we didn't we didn't, didn't want to skimp on it and just go through like a really speedy news at the end just to get it all in uh so we're going to focus on it this issue of dc prime time where do we want to start
0: well actually you know what? i got a good one that uh, i figure is a good talking point right off the bat because it's something that i think you and me have discussed many times with not just ourselves, but our guests, and I know everybody that loves these shows has been waiting for word on this for quite some time. Um, at the TCA, though, Greg Berlanti did come out, and they finally stated the fate of a certain John Constantine and his future as far as the CW is concerned. Um, this was kind of buried in a lot of this news, but pretty much Greg Berlanti did come out and said, at this point in time, while they are re-airing uh, you know the original Constantine show on CW Seed that uh, they have not decided as far as him having any future appearances at this point. And they said it's not that they don't want to do that. It is they just don't know where he would fit into the mix of things. And they said while they're having internal discussions, they have not asked uh, DC and Warner Brothers at this point to reuse the character at all. Uh, so there is no plans for this upcoming season of Arrow, Flash, Legends, any of those sorts where we will be seeing this character. So that's a little disheartening, but... Um, but it doesn't seem like things are ruled out. They said they want to get Matt Ryan back in there some way, shape, and form. They're just not sure when or how at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, plans for these upcoming seasons, like, the, the writers had already started this well in advance as to far as to where these seasons were going to go. So by the time that John Constantine's appearance at Arrow showed up and everybody loved it, I mean, these writers might have already had their ideas on the board for these upcoming seasons. So as as much of a hit as it was for them to bring him back – um he might have just unfortunately didn't fit into those those storyline plans so but that's not to say that for this the seasons following they couldn't write him in now
0: yeah i mean so. a, a, again a, we, we've seen things very last minute in other shows where things have jumped in that we didn't expect um and now like you can even think about it this way you look at kevin smith like he didn't even dive into the interest of the you know the dccw world Until he saw, you know, King Shark that first time in the front half of, uh, you know, Flash. And uh, he was still able to direct an episode that season. So anything can change very quickly. Um, So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see John Constantine this season as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, But you know what? On the title of Kevin Smith, let's use that for the jumping point to another story story that we had. Um, You know, you said that, you know, you mentioned, of course, that... Uh, Kevin Smith, you know, fell in love with the Flash and the DC shows from the from Killer Shark, and then he ended up directing an episode, which, in my opinion, is probably still one of the best episodes that show has seen. King Shark, uh, uh, not Killer Shark. Sorry. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that, uh, we knew what you meant. Yeah. Um, but you know, in similar news, he actually revealed on his podcast, uh, Fat Man on Batman, or a video from his podcast, that he is now uh, working with Andrew Kreisberg, um, and he is going to be directing an episode of Supergirl this season. Uh, and it has been titled as well. Andrew Kreisberg actually told him the name of the episode, uh, which is Supergirl lives. Oh, that's uh, kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. The storyline obviously hasn't been, the synopsis of the episode hasn't been revealed yet. We haven't even really gotten a synopsis of the, of the second season yet. So they're not going to reveal the synopsis of a particular episode just yet. Um, Actually, no, actually, the article that I'm reading right now actually has a synopsis in season two. The actual article that states season two synopsis revealed doesn't say what it is, but this article says what it is, too. Um um season two Kara has left the safety of being cat grant's assistant in order to figure out what she really wants to do while the supergirl she continues to work at the deo protecting the citizens of national city and searching for jeremiah at and cadmus along the way she will team up with superman to battle new villains as she strives to balance her personal life with her life as a superhero so nothing really big revealed it's pretty much what we had already assumed right so Well, I Uh, think
0: it's kind of awesome, though, that they went with Supergirl lives because having Kevin Smith attached to that, considering he was one of the original writers on the uh, Superman lives, um, actual original script that would have actually been the uh, version with, uh, I believe, Nicolas Cage. So, I mean, there's actually a wonderful documentary out there, too, that actually shows the fate of uh, that film uh, and a lot of interesting behind the scenes stuff, that, which is the death of uh, the death of Superman lives.
1: Yeah. And he also uh, he's, he's quoted as saying, I'm going to cry talking about this because the name of the script I wrote back in 1996 was called Superman Lives. Yeah. So as you as you just mentioned, so that's some pretty cool news, too, that the uh, that that's what it's going to be. Uh, that's what it's going to be called. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that episode just because I'm a big Kevin Smith fan.
0: Well, uh, also, if I want to kick back over to Greg Berlanti as well, though, uh, there has been some rumblings for some some time. We we did see Maggie Sawyer being added to the cast for Supergirl as well this coming season. And that let a big question, you know, you know kind of fill the air was uh, with Maggie Sawyer. Does that mean Batwoman is not far off? Um, and at TCA as well, Greg Berlanti did speak and said, as far as the Bat family is concerned, there are zero plans at this point in time for them to join the the cw dc universe at all so very similar to Constantine. and they said it's not the fact that they would not like to do it they just don't know where he fits into the grand scheme of things and did say that you know the current involvement of uh, gotham right now it makes them wonder what they're able or even allowed to use and i would assume a deal would have to be met with uh, warner brothers and fox as well if they were going to use those characters in a live action format so yeah
1: well i think another big thing i, I think another big thing about that too is I think Superman coming to Supergirl was a big game changer because up until that point, we were always led to believe that the characters being used in the film universe, uh, were never going to be seen in the television universe with the exception of the flash. Um, you know, obviously Gotham is based around Batman, but he isn't actually Batman. He doesn't, if it's probably like if it's like Smallville, he's never actually going to become Batman on the show until the very end of the show. Um, but Superman was a game changer because we never expected to see Superman on Supergirl because you know, we always got the teases, and we always knew the teases were because we couldn't see him because he's being a property in in the films. But if that's the case and Superman is now allowed over, and I think Jeff John's being in charge has a lot to do with this, I, that I don't think that's never to say we couldn't ever see Batman on any of these other shows
0: yeah I would think that Superman being involved now is kind of a test bed to make sure that Warner Brothers top brass is okay with all those things and being happy with the way that they translate to TV um so I think it's really that's what it's going to boil down to is I think if they have good success with Tyler Hochelin um then I think you might be able to see those doors open back up because I know you know we, we talked about several months back like even Willa Holland coming out and saying how they felt like their hands were tied many a times where hey this film is coming up. You guys have to drop these characters. Like Amanda Waller's done, you know, uh, you know, the suicide squad characters, they're done all this stuff. But now if this goes as well as we hope it does, I think those doors will remain open and we, we won't see as many mandates from, you know, the Warner brothers executives as far as what the TV shows are going to be allowed to touch.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's see again, so much news. So it's kind of tough to kind of figure out where to go from this point. Um, but I mean, we're on Supergirl, so let's talk a little bit more about some of the Supergirl news that we've seen. And I'm trying to.
0: Well, um, we could actually get into one thing that we can finally confirm, even though we've confirmed it. It felt like um, many, many weeks ago, but they finally did come out and say uh, Chris Wood has been 100% confirmed as Monel in Supergirl, and they did state that is exactly who is in that uh, crash ship at the end of the season one finale so that has now been 100 confirmed with the actor and it's exactly as uh i think tj was the one that originally said that's exactly who we thought that was going to be
1: yeah i think that's who he had mentioned it was going to be as well um but i mean another casting news in supergirl we're also find out that miss martian is going to be coming to the show um you know john jones obviously we know is the martian manhunter and played by david Harewood, who is freaking awesome at that role uh but we're also going to be fine we found out casting news that Sharon Leal is going to be coming to the show uh as Miss Martian which is pretty cool at the same time
0: yeah I mean it's kind of funny too because I know we were really concerned with uh the original jump over to CW like we kind of thought that Calista Flockhart was going to be one of the the big issues there and obviously you know we we did find out she's in a smaller capacity this season which is not that big of a shock um, but we were worried that we would not see a lot of Martian Manhunter. And that <laughs> doesn't seem like that's going to be the no, issue anymore.
1: No, instead, we're getting another Martian. We're added- getting
0: another Martian and Superman and Metallo and all these characters. We're going to see. I think a lot more than we, we originally anticipated. So I think even with the budgetary cuts that they made, um, I guess the move to Vancouver is actually allowing them to do a lot more than they anticipated. Yeah. And, uh, with all these characters getting thrown into the mix, I'm really, really, really curious as far as what CW is going to be able to do with the effects where I thought CBS kind of, um, kind of had some, uh, fumbling, uh, moments along the way where they just didn't have exactly what the right look on their show. And I think, uh, I'm being very, uh, you know, very, very curious to see how that transition is going to happen with CW.
1: Well, I know, you know, CBS, um, one of the other news stories that came out too is CBS, uh, even though they didn't renew Supergirl and it went over to CW, CBS is saying they're still interested in doing other shows, other superhero shows. So I don't know if that's the right move for them, though, because I don't think they were able to handle Supergirl very well.
0: No, I don't either. And I think it would be better for them to just make more deals for CW. Um, I mean, granted, we're already getting to four major shows in one week for them. Um, and it makes you wonder if they should actually go the full nine and do five or not. I mean, I know a lot of people love to see it, but I'm wondering if that's going to start making things too crowded. Uh, I, I would really like to see how they do with Supergirl first and uh, the transition over there before they kind of dive a little bit deeper. But I think four is kind of the right number for them right now.
1: Yeah, I, but I mean, being the fan that I am and the massive fan that I am, I, I would watch a different show every night.
0: Oh, I would too. I would absolutely <laughs> love to. Um, no. But yeah, I I'm, I'm, I think in, in all honesty, I think if they were to add a fifth, it, the only one I could see that would make sense is Constantine
1: coming. Probably, me. yeah.
0: Because I think you just need different styles of shows. And I think that would that would be very important that yeah. they, uh, they had a, a nice mix.
1: Yeah. Um other news that we saw and I know this is something that I posted and we were all very very excited about just because of the kind of people that we are um in Supergirl news but relating to Flash news we also found out that in addition to the four-part crossover that's going to involve all shows there's going to be another crossover between Supergirl and the Flash and it is going to be a musical. Um this fits perfectly, obviously, with the casting of the two shows because Melissa Benoist and Grant Gustin both come from Glee uh, and we have, um, you know, Jesse L. Martin from The Flash, obviously, who is a big Broadway singer. We have uh, John Barryman, who is a big singer who we know is going to be involved with both shows this year at the same time as, you know, with all four shows. Um, this has a lot of really cool potential.
0: Oh, yeah. I would definitely say that this is one of the things that excited me more than, Anything else at this point? Um,
1: there's gonna no. be uh, now, I would freely admit, while we're gonna love this, there are gonna be some people that absolutely hate this.
0: Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. But I mean, everybody's talents on those shows, it, it would be so odd not to do this. We've been talking about this forever and we wanted to see it, and I'm so happy they're doing it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, also, the f- <laughs> you know, it's always it's also been a big joke as far as like Stephen Amell has come out and said, you know, everybody wants this musical episode, and um. You know, he said he would do it, but only if he got to die in the first act <laughs> because he doesn't want. He doesn't want to sing, but he's but he's sung on stage and, and everything, too. So um, but it's it's pretty cool because reading over the article, it says they actually plan to use pre-existing songs. So it's not going to be anything written
0: exclusively for the show. Well, actually, there's going to be two songs that are going to be exclusive, one on Flash and, and one, one on, on Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, I
1: did see that each one is going to have one original song. Yeah. So um, but What excites me the most, too, about this is the fact of who is rumored to possibly be directing this episode. And this person is no stranger to musical episodes. He's done it in two. He's done it in one other show that he was involved with, plus a actual movie that he wrote or a short film uh, that he wrote. And that being the director rumored to be directing, this is Joss Whedon which is amazing. It's I mean, you think about it. Joss Whedon has been the one that did, um, once more with feeling from Buffy, the vampire slayer, which is a fantastic episode. Uh, but also, um, oh my God, my mind is completely blank. Um,
0: Dr. horrible, Dr. Yeah.
1: horrible. Yeah. Dr. horrible sing along blog, which I freaking love. Um, so if this is more than rumor and this is actually confirmed, um, this is go- This has a lot of potential to be amazing.
0: Oh yeah, and, and honestly too, if you have somebody like Joss Whedon do this, I would not be surprised to see him tap some of his friends that he's done a lot of these projects with in the past to come in. And uh, I forget what it was a show I was listening to, but uh, I think somebody was said, you know, if they were to do this, having Neil Patrick Harris come come in is uh, the mad maestro is for the reason oh. why everybody's singing would be so amazing.
1: Oh, my God. That would be phenomenal.
0: And Because it would, it would fit. It would be the reasoning why everyone's singing. And yeah. I'm like, it would be awesome. And I, could you imagine that? Like, Neil Patrick Harris doing that character would be wonderful because that is a, a, an old classic DC villain, you know? And he actually played the character before in, I believe, The Brave and the Bold.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: He has. So um, it would be, I think, very interesting to see. And I think... It would be an amazing casting decision if they chose to do that.
1: Yes, I agree. And the day that news comes out, if it ever does, will be the the day uh, we will probably be starting our issue of DC Primetime with a huge squeal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because we'll be over the top excited for that. Uh, but obviously we talked about Supergirl and now we're transitioning into the flash. There's a lot of flash news that has come about, uh, for this as well. So let's talk a little bit about the flash and some of the news that we've gotten from that. Uh, okay. Obviously... Well, no, well, go actually,
0: ahead. okay. Uh, I mean, one of the big ones I, I have to say is cause we've been saying for the longest time, it's definitely going to happen by season three. And uh turns out to be true, but we found out that actor Gray Damon from Friday Night Lights has been cast as Mirror Master. Yes. And he won't be in the fourth episode of the season.
1: Yeah, that was actually something we we had our friend Rich Lee on uh, a couple weeks ago, and that was the issue that we really talked about, the possibility of Mirror Master coming about. And I got a message from him on Facebook saying, I guess they listened to our podcast so, but yeah, Mirror Master is coming to uh, to the Flash season three, as well as uh, Top. I think was the other one.
0: I think they said Top is rumored right now. I think the people that broke this originally stated they belo- uh, they did believe that that I believe uh, the Top and I think it was Magenta. I think was the other character. Um, I, I, I either that a Rose or uh, Rose or Thorn. I think it was uh, the other in the mix there. But again, none of them have been confirmed. The only one we do know for 100% fact is Mirror Master. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the top, though, in there as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, but we also did get news as well in that the Season 3's Big Bad has been revealed as well, uh, that being Savitar.
0: Yeah. Um, so we know he is going to be that speedster that we did see, which is a big change in the costume. That was that all-black suit that we saw. I know a lot of people were thinking the Black Razor was potentially in there, Um but Savitar has been um, a, a a massive speedster uh, in, in the Flash universe for a very, very long time. Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting that they were tapping into this character because he's a little bit more lesser known. But I guess he'll be teaming up with Dr. Alchemy. Um, and we do know Grodd will be back for an entire, I think they're doing a two or three episode Gorilla City actual um little subplot in the season as well yeah
1: i did see that as well
0: it sounds like it's gonna be like kind of an escape from gorilla city kind of thing
1: which would be pretty cool Mm -hmm. um you know because ever since we saw the reveal of gorilla city in you know see early on in season two um you know people have been wanting to see more of that so that's um that's pretty cool that we're we're gonna see a little bit more of that this season too did we mention who um who was cast as mirror master uh, yeah, oh yeah oh yeah you did great game and from, from yep, friday night yep. from friday night lights so uh let's see looking through some of the other stuff if you come up with some stuff before i find it please
0: well uh, actually i think that's pretty much it as far as flash is concerned i mean like all, all we know is again the uh, you know grant gustin did uh, and i think the team basically did state that we're definitely getting a little bit of the back to the future kind of vibe where like his powers will be disappearing from him while he's in the flashpoint you know reality um and honestly, I think the fact that they stated Mirror Master is going to be in by episode four, I think we can almost safely assume and confirm that uh, Flashpoint will be wrapped up within the first three episodes.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I don't too. think
0: there's even a question to that anymore, that if you're expecting it to be more than three episodes, having that big of a, a, a Flash rogue appearing in the show, you know you're going to see your traditional Flash at that point. Yeah. Um, they're not going to use this, I think, as a throwaway in Flashpoint. They're going to actually make sure he's built up
1: into the rooks. So, um, I know they did say. I read an article, and I think it might have been Grant Gustin that was quoted as saying it. Isn't that Barry is? He's not going to have lost his powers due to Flashpoint. They're going to have been forgotten.
0: Yes. Like, so he, yeah, they're they're fading from his memory because as his new memories are kind of you know replacing uh, the ones he used to have. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it's it's his powers are fading away from him. So
1: yeah, I think you're right. I think I, I think I said it was a lot of news for the Flash just because I was just excited by what we actually saw. Um so but yeah, you're right. That's that's really a lot of what they're uh what they've come out for the flag and you know what i mean we see all these synopsises, or at least articles listening to synopsis and the only real synopsis we've gotten from any of these shows is we got a little bit of one from legends of tomorrow which we'll talk about when we get to legends um and we had the supergirl synopsis which we got to already um no synopsis for arrow no synopsis for flash but as far as flash is concerned i actually kind of like it better that way
0: well actually there is a synopsis for arrow so
1: Oh, there is. Okay, I didn't see. Oh, that's right. It was Arrow that was a synopsis in Supergirl we just revealed. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like not having a synopsis for Flash. I kind of like, because that's that, I think, is my favorite out of all these shows. Actually, I don't think it is. Um, I kind of like going into it not knowing. I like the mystery of it. So, I mean, we obviously, we've gotten the news of casting, so we know what characters we're going to see and stuff like that. But as far as the main storyline goes, I, I just want to watch it. I, I don't really care to to know everything about it before we go into it i think it steals kind of the fun away from it a little bit
0: yeah no i agree and i i mean i think it's also too is that flashpoint thing leaves so many questions that we don't know where it's going to go um by the end of all this and i would assume if i have to kind of put money on it i mean flashpoint i think we're going to probably see those rates and maybe that there's uh the versions of the black flash that we saw at the end of season two be involved somewhat in the first couple episodes because yeah. he he did muck with time that badly.
1: Yeah. Uh, But you did mention the Arrow synopsis, so we can move on to Arrow a little bit, and I will start with that synopsis of Season 5 of Arrow. Uh, Newly appointed Mayor Oliver Queen finds himself challenged as he fights on two fronts for the future of Star City, with Diggle back in the military and Thea adamant about hanging up her hood as Speedy. Team Green Arrow is down to just Oliver and Felicity, but they're no longer the only vigilantes in town. Green Arrow's public defeat of Damian Dark at the end of Season 4 has inspired a new crop of masked heroes to step up and defend the city through... Uh, Though their painful inexperience makes them obstacles rather than allies in the field. The arrival of a deadly new adversary will force Oliver to confront questions about his own legacy both as mayor and as the Green Arrow. So not really a lot revealed in the synopsis because it's a lot of what we already knew. But there has been a lot of – a couple casting things noted uh, as well as the possibility of a couple characters returning or at least one in particular possibly returning due to the – the consequences of flashpoint
0: yeah i mean like the only casting we really have right now for this show is we did find out that dolph lundgren is coming in in arrow season five um and at this point we do know he sounds like he's playing a villain we're not quite sure where this might be in the russia flashbacks or it could be my mod- like current timing um uh, but i think that was the only thing it's stated so far as far as casting is concerned yeah I mean, most of the casting we've got was back from san diego comic con uh with people like you know Ragman and um I know we have, uh, I think, what was it, Wild Dog and a couple of the other characters that we're going to be seeing kind of stepping into play, like Artemis and all. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think right now what kind of made me the most excited as far as Arrow's concerned is they did say 100% finally, officially, season five is the final season of flashbacks.
1: Well i gotta backtrack on that a little bit because a little bit sort of there there has there was another article posted after that that said that arrow five is uh, arrows is still going to incorporate flashbacks after season five but in a different way so flashbacks as far as we know them now will be ending at the end of this season
0: yes they did they did say the flashbacks we will see season six going forward it's going to be um, they said they will not be every episode. And when they do them, it'll be pertinent to what's happening in that episode. But there's no longer going to be a season long story happening in the flashbacks. Yes, that will be done.
1: And I can deal with that. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as they have something to do with the actual story that's going on that we're watching, I'm completely fine with that. I don't need I mean, that, that's being one of our biggest complaints throughout all of these the past couple seasons of Arrow is that these flashbacks are just. They're, they're they drag it out so much mm-hmm. so i'm glad that they're they're sticking to their word uh because we did hear this back i think in like season two or season three that there's five years of flashbacks. so we're into the fifth year and i'm glad they're sticking to their word the flashbacks as far as we know them are ending after this season so we only got to get through them for another 24 episodes and we're good Indeed, Uh, But as far as a return character possibly coming back that I mentioned too, uh, they have come out and said that due to the events of Flashpoint, we could be seeing Tommy Merlin return to Arrow, uh, which would be pretty cool. So they said it's not a guarantee, but they have been quoted as saying it is not out of the realm of possibility to see Tommy Merlin come back and and still be alive in in the Arrow storyline. Which I think would change so much about that show, and
0: I, I know they were saying that there's one minor change that's going to happen, but I, something like that is fairly drastic, um, and I, it makes you wonder if they'd be they willingly would do that. So,
1: um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because I think the death of Tommy had a huge impact on the actual character um, for Oliver. So, and not only that, but it was one of the main reasons why Malcolm. W- is who he is now because of the loss of his son so it would drastically change a couple of the characters but i don't think that doesn't mean you couldn't write something in that kind of replaced it
0: yeah no that's true i mean maybe it's the the timing of then is when laurel died and not you know tommy um you know they could they could play with a lot of different versions of things and uh i'd be very curious to see how everything would pan out if they did that i will say this i think it's one of those ones that if they were to do this i i don't think i'd be quite for it i think this is uh it's too integral to everything that's happened since uh season one season two and i think that could damage a lot of characters main reasons for things that they did um that was one of the deciding factors for laurel becoming black canary one of the reasons that you know we saw ollie stop killing um all these things and i i think that would drastically change uh the show at its core a, li- a little bit too much
1: yeah that, that mean, like i said these these events happened in the show for a reason and they did have a big impact on the actual characters themselves so it would change a lot of things if that were the case yeah uh let's move on to legends of tomorrow because there has been some casting news out of that as well um first off, we have uh the casting of Lance Hendrickson as Obsidian, JSA's Obsidian on Legends of Tomorrow. Which, which is pretty,
0: pretty insane. Because yeah. like, we get we get Dolph Laundering and Nail Lance Hendrickson. So like two big stars from the 80s all of a sudden just like boom, here you go.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, actually. I mean, because Lance Hendrickson is he is a uh certified legendary actor. So I mean that's pretty cool that we are getting him on. On Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, looking through as well. Let's see.
0: Um, uh, we did get our first shots too. Of Maisie Richards. Uh, Maisie Richardson Sellers. Uh, as Vixen. So we did get to see uh, the first shots of her in Caution. Which is very similar to K's. Um The style looks really good. We do know she is the grandmother. To the Vixen we saw in Arrow. Uh, that's the one that's so. She's the one joining the team. Uh, I did have our character name jotted down. But. I don't think I will be able to pronounce it without butchering it accidentally. <laughs> so I'm not going to try. Um, so, yeah, I will just hold off on that. But the shot of it, her actually does look quite good. And uh, actually, it's a little bit more of a streamlined costume. It looks a little bit cleaner, a little bit nicer. It looks a little less arrowy. It lo- looks a little bit more like it's from the Flash universe as opposed to the straight up leather suit. So, yeah.
1: Uh, we did get a synopsis for season two of Legends of Tomorrow as well. Uh, after defeat, after the defeat of the immortal villain Vandal Savage and the corrupt Time Masters who colluded with him, a new threat emerges. Dr. Nate Haywood, uh, played by Nick Zano, an unconventional and charming historian, is thrust into the action upon making a shocking discovery. The legends are scattered throughout time. Uh, Nate must find a way to rescue season one's beloved team of heroes and rogues. Uh, I'm not going to list them just because we know what they are. Uh, when the legends encounter the JSA, uh, in the 1940s, uh, uh, Vixen joins the team. And while the team reunites, a a mystery looms, the fate of former captain Rip Hunter. So, um, there's a little bit more to once reunited, the legends continue their new mission to protect the timeline from temporal aberrations uh when nate the grandson of jsa member commander steel unexpectedly finds himself with powers he must overcome his own insecurities and find the hero within himself ultimately the legends will clash with foes both past and present to save the world from a mysterious new threat uh the mysterious new threat obviously we already know is uh the fearsome foursome or what did they call them um the uh, legion of was, doom right
0: legion of doom yeah
1: yeah uh which we know is malcolm Arlen, malcolm Merlin, damian dark uh he um captain cold and oh god um, reverse flash and reverse flash that was it yep so not really a lot of other news coming out of legends of tomorrow i think a lot of it we already knew uh don't we have
0: time. an episode count now
1: oh that's right yeah they have come out and said that it's going to be 13 episodes uh for um legends of tomorrow which i'm I think i was a little disappointed when i first reread it Or when I first read it. But after rereading that and thinking about it, um, I think it might be good. Uh, Because a lot of these shorter shows tend to put a lot more story into them and not as much filler.
0: Yeah, it's it's a big, it's a very story focused from start to finish. So I think last season was what, 16 episodes? Yeah. Okay, so like we're coming in a little bit shorter. And there was definitely a couple episodes last season that didn't feel like they had a lot of weight to them that they felt very throwaway and uh i i think this is a right call for the show because as big as the budget is for the show uh how many heroes we're gonna see you know we have the jsa characters i think this allows them to tell a really tight story
1: yeah i i, I would agree with that completely as well um we'll talk just a couple of things worth mentioning for um for Gotham, which we are going to be talking about. And again, this is a spoilerful episode. You have a warning in front, so if you're not caught up on Gotham, we apologize. Uh, but we have seen that Cameron Monaghan's Jerome is confirmed to return to Gotham. Uh, we're not sure as to when it's going to be, but it sounds like it's going to be setting the stage for it in Season 3 and revealing it in Season 4 itself. Uh, Gotham's Alfred and Lee Tompkins will be getting new love interests in season three. Uh, I don't really care about that too much. Uh, but they've also teased Killer Croc, Solomon Grundy, and Mad Hatter in season three. Uh, Solomon Grundy, we kind of already knew, um, on the show cast, we had the interview with Drew Powell, who plays Butch Gilzean, and he kind of revealed it a little bit in the interview with him that he was excited to see, uh, Solomon Grundy coming into the show. Uh, maybe thinking about it now that it was just revealed in this article, he might not have supposed to, uh, he might not have, he might, should have not have revealed it to us because it might not have been news yet. Uh, so we might've gotten a little bit of an exclusive on that one.
0: Uh, and it sounds like also too, we've got potentially, and the, I know we do, did say that uh, the version of killer croc, they said it's kind of like a proto version. It's not quite full blown killer croc, but they said on top of that though, there's kind of a proto Harley Quinn already in this show and they did say this is a character that is somebody we've probably already seen before and they will kind of maybe be building towards that for towards that season four and the return of jerome and it and makes
1: it makes me kind of wonder too because barbara gordon has been very harley-esque and i think it would be a little too obvious if it turns out to be barbara gordon or not barbara gordon um barbara barbara uh, Keen. barbara Keene, yes um so i It could be Barbara Keene because, again, she's already been very Harley-esque throughout the show. Uh, But who knows? I mean, it could be somebody we're not even assuming that it could be.
0: Yeah. I mean, bear in mind, too, when they say proto version, they don't mean this is Harley Quinn. You know, this is a kind of the way that Jerome is not the Joker, but it's kind of like that precursor to. So and from what it sounded like in a lot of the articles I was reading about this stuff, they were saying very clearly that that while they're going to build up to a return of Jerome throughout season three, it's pretty much, again, discussing what they did state last season as well, where they want to show that his actions had a lot of weight and inspired people in twisted ways. So I think they said you're going to kind of see kind of like this pseudo cult following around him. Kind of play out throughout season three but before they lead up to the actual return of the character, which is probably a season finale season, um, you know, season four kickoff. And I would assume that'll all be based on whether the show gets opted to return for season four or not. So, yeah, it's kind of a wait and see.
1: Uh, Also, one final thing, too. We have gotten our first look at the Mad Hatter on Gotham as well. Pictures have been revealed online as to what he is going to look like. Um, I think that's it for television Unless there's anything you have written that I'm forgetting.
0: No, I think that's kind of it uh, as far as uh, the TV realm is concerned.
1: Yeah, a couple things in the in the, um, in the film, um, film world, DC film world, that we can bring up. I'll start off just with one that kind of bums me out a little bit because we talked a little bit about it last week uh, in our reviews of Suicide Squad. But they have come out and said that there will be no rated R cut released for Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that a little disappointing because I would have liked to have seen... Uh, a little bit more to that well, story. No
0: rated art cut, but it doesn't mean that we won't see a, an extended cut. So
1: very true. I didn't even really think about that.
0: Uh, I mean, it's kind of funny too because they did. Uh, David Ayer did come out and say, you know, it was when a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, there was uh, you know two cuts of this film. He actually came out and said, no, there's not two cuts of this film. There are six to seven cuts of
1: this yeah. film. <laughs> um,
0: and the cut that we saw is they referred to as the dossier cut. Um, so I would assume that was that whole. Mid section there where we actually got to see these little full versions of the character's pasts before kind of coming into play and actually culminating into the team being built so um but yeah so i'm very curious to find out what these other cuts are out there
1: yeah so. i yeah i am too hopefully we get to see one or two of them so um uh in other news we've gotten some news from the aquaman film in that the villain has been revealed uh, and it's going to be um, Black Manta, which I, I think that's the most obvious way to go.
0: Oh, yeah, it's the smart one. It's kind of like it's his Lex Luthor. You know, it's his Joker. It, it's it, That's his big bad, and it makes the most sense for that to be the case. I know there was a lot of rumblings that it was going to be Ocean Master, and everybody's like, why would you do that to start things off? It doesn't seem right. You start with a big, the, the main big villain, um, and that was the way to go. So I'm really happy that they're saying Black Manta is going to be lead um lead antagonist to this this film
1: yeah and there's been a couple people who i know have come out and said since the reveal that they want to play black manta uh, michael k williams being one of them and uh, michael j white being the other one um, michael j white if you don't know was also spawn in the spawn movie um, michael j white uh, or Mike uh, michael k williams has been from um uh what the hell is the name of that show um the wire on hbo and i think he even did a little bit of stuff i think he was in walking dead for an episode or two as well i don't think either one of them would be a bad black manta to be completely honest with you
0: no i think it's actually uh i i I think michael k white or sorry (laughs) michael k williams uh is i think right now what the person they're saying is is got the the rumored role at this point
1: okay yeah i don't think i'd be disappointed with either one of them
0: to be honest I think that would be fantastic casting. I know they were also talking a little bit too. Is uh, director James Wan was coming out and saying how he was trying to figure out doing uh, the actual speech underwater, and that was something that they've been uh, really struggling with and trying to figure out how to make that work. And it sounded like they were joking, and they they were originally joking, saying you know it would be really funny to do kind of like speech bubbles. You know, underwater, uh, and then he's <laughs> like, "No, no, no! I'm kidding. We're not actually going to do that." But uh, he said, "It sounds like what we're going to see is when they speak underwater, there's going to be a, like a kind of a pseudo sonar, sonar-like quality to the words underwater." Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a cool way to to make that work.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think that's a good way to do it. Um, also, uh, we have come out. We, we've also been revealed that Ezra Miller has said that the Flash movie will be extremely fun. So. Hopefully that means we're going to see something a little bit more lighthearted than we've seen in the past movies before. Uh, and something with definitely a lot more humor than we've seen from, from some of the other films.
0: Yeah. Uh, we also find out a little bit more information about Dwayne Johnson's uh, Shazam film that's been um, kind of on the back burner for some time now. And we did hear that they are still pretty much confirming a 2019 release, which is not that far away in the grand scheme of things. But they did say officially that Shazam will be part of the D.C. extended universe, uh, which was something that a lot of people weren't quite sure because it never seemed to be really connected with uh, this whole Justice League. And uh, it very much seemed like it was on the outset of things. Uh, But it's nice to finally get confirmation that he is indeed part of the D.C. EU.
1: Well, but uh, the thing that gets to me the most about this movie is obviously The Rock is going to be the big get. Dwayne Johnson is going to be the big get for this movie, but he's not playing Shazam
0: no he's playing black uh he's playing black adam
1: yeah um have they announced any casting yet for for shazam himself not yet okay so but i do think dwayne johnson is going to be awesome as black adam
0: oh yeah i I mean he does he he looks the part like whenever you see him i'm like that is the character jumping off of a page yes exactly Um, so uh, it's it's amazing casting and it's one of those characters I'm really curious to see how they make that work.
1: So Yeah, I am too. And I'm actually excited a little bit to know that it's going to be part of this whole universe. Yeah. So as much as I still think the universe needs a little work, uh, I'm excited that it's part of it. Yeah. So uh, that's all I have on my end unless there's anything I'm forgetting on, that you have. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Uh
0: actually, there was one other small piece of news, which was CWC has another animated series coming, uh which is Freedom Fighters: The Ray. Uh and then the Ray being um a classic uh classic character from, you know, the DC universe, but like I said they have confirmed that the character is going to be gay. Um so this is kind of a nice I think way to see fact that we're going to see an animated um series kind of with a front runner like you know lead character that's actually homosexual so i think that's kind of a nice way for cwc to do something a little bit different and a little bit new so i think that'll be kind of a nice little twist especially the freedom fighter characters are always been very very interesting so yeah
1: and i think i think it's something completely separate maybe it's the same thing i don't know but they also revealed something about one of the characters from the show is going to be coming out as gay as well well that's the right Oh, that's so. what it is. Okay. Yep. I I wasn't sure if that was one of the two, if that was going to be the same thing.
0: Nope. So. That is indeed the Ray.
1: Um, I think that's about it. I mean, again, there was a lot of news. So we may be forgetting one or two things here and there, but I think we got the basic gist of, of what it is. Yeah. Um, I
0: mean, honestly, beyond that, the only other things that we kind of saw that were maybe like a little – kind of talking points i know there was a shot from steven amell that came out today on his uh twitter of him with a very bloodied nose from a uh, fight sequence from arrow season five and they did say that the fight sequences they're doing in this season are more intense and more brutal than they have ever been before so i'm very curious to kind of see how that plays off but uh yeah you can definitely see that he he had more than a couple bumps and bruises from already what they were doing but they said that was a uh, all part of one of the big fight sequences that they were shooting for the show where I guess one of the other stuntmen actually just clocked them, uh, you know, in, a, in the face with, uh, with his boot. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, the grand scheme of things, yes, I mean, there, there was a fair amount of news. It was not a lot of huge, heavy news, I think, with the exception of the musical crossover. But there's a uh, there's a lot to be excited about still.
1: Yeah, and, and I think this is not the end of the news that we're going to hear between now and the time these seasons premiere. No. so, uh, But I'm still waiting for the day that we hear that Neil Patrick Harris has been cast in the crossover.
0: Yeah, and I just want that confirmation that Wheaton is indeed the director. I mean, if there's one piece of news I want to take away from this week, it's that was the top one. I mean, that's something we've all wanted for a long time since we knew who was playing who on these shows and knowing the backgrounds that they have. And uh, the fact that they're following saying, you know, you get your two crossovers and one of them is the one that everybody's been waiting for. Yeah. And it's I'm, not even the four parter.
1: <laughs> and I don't even think it would be a bad idea to possibly see one or two other Glee alumni show up in that show.
0: I would not be surprised. Um, and I, 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 think we're going to see, you know, the creme de la creme, the people with the, that, all that heavy musical talent, definitely a, show up you know I, I would not be surprised if john Berriman is definitely involved in this some way shape and form oh he would have to be because you know you could see him just flip out and they're <laughs> like how would they not cast me in this
1: <laughs> yes exactly so you, you know he's probably singing right along at home reading the news oh yeah he's singing the story mm-hmm. so uh cool so let's make a couple recommendations and then let's get the hell out of here <laughs> So, not that we're in a rush to get away from you, our fantastic audience, uh, but we need sleep,
0: yes, badly
1: um so uh, Rob, any recommendation this week for our listeners?
0: actually, the funny like funny enough, uh, I, I was trying to think of something, and you know i I just didn't have anything major for this week, but I have been watching an obscene amount of Batman the animated series, uh, probably in the past week, I have watched all of season one and season two on Amazon prime, and uh just going back, there is an amazing episode for those of you uh, who've seen the show called Heart of Ice from season one. That was uh, the introduction to Mr. Freeze. And it's such an amazing episode. This, this won, I believe, multiple Emmys, actually, for this episode. So do yourself a favor. Go back out and uh, track down Heart of Ice from Batman the Animated Series.
1: All right, cool. Uh, My recommendation for this week is actually something that was brought up a little bit earlier in the news, uh, just because it is a phenomenal documentary and we are big fans of Kevin Smith. Uh, With the recent reveal that the title of his episode is Supergirl Lives, uh, my recommendation is check out the documentary on Kevin Smith's. uh, script of Superman li- of Superman Lives, which was the original one with Nicolas Cage, as Robin mentioned earlier. Uh, it is called the Death of Superman Lives, and last I checked, I think it's still available on Netflix to watch.
0: Uh, it's actually, I think, only available for rent. Um, it's if you look for it, I believe currently the only way you can watch it is um, I know it's not on Netflix. I think you have to watch it via Amazon Prime, but you have to have the Stars subscription really so that is the only place it is currently available you can't even rent it on amazon prime so
1: oh well that's a bad recommendation on my
0: part <laughs> <laughs> so if you have stars definitely check that out but uh if not i'm sure there's other ways that you can
1: you can there find a way are to watch it there are definitely other ways you can see i'm glad i own it now so i i could watch it whenever i want um But yeah, that kind of sucks. I wish I would have known that before I recommended it.
0: (laughs) Oh, by the way, I have to ask, uh, have you gotten a chance to play Telltale Batman yet?
1: I have not. Um, Unfortunately, it's just been a very busy week. I actually plan on going and taking about an hour nap, and then I am going to play it. I'm going to play it for sure this afternoon. Wonderful. So I'm going Definitely
0: enjoy that. And everybody else that hasn't got a chance to do that, definitely make sure you do. I really want to hear what more people have done. And uh, what, hear about the type of Batman that you created. So let us know.
1: Yeah, I plan on playing that. And I plan on playing No Man's Sky. So I'm going to give that a shot as well. So Very cool. Uh, but let's get out of here. And before we do that, of course, let's do our cheap plugs. And then we will go home. Uh, but Rob, we'll start with you.
0: Uh, you can always check me out at CaffeineCrew.com. And that's CaffeineCrew at Facebook and The Caffeine Crew on Twitter, which I've been telling you all the wrong... You know, <laughs> for that for, I just realized because our name is Caffeine Crew, but it's at the Caffeine Crew. So, my bad.
1: <laughs>
0: um, and then you can always reach out to me uh, via email as well at thecaffeinecrew at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, the monthly pop culture, geek culture podcast featuring myself, Ben, and several other people from the Caffeine Crew. Um, we'll be actually getting ready to do a new episode in a about two weeks, give or take, we'll be recording that. So that'll be coming out at the very end of August.
1: I'm looking forward to that one, too, because we're going to be doing our 80s, 90s taste test.
0: Yes, it'll probably only be two things, but because uh, I don't feel like I, I'm going to order Surge. <laughs> I've had it recently and it was eh. Oh, all right. But. but- <laughs> It's not worth ordering from Amazon Pantry. I'll put it that way. Okay. But we will definitely be doing taste tests of Crystal Pepsi and uh, Ecto Cooler on the show just for fun.
1: Just for fun. Just just for fun. So, uh, of course, this podcast as well as other podcasts can be found on the Next Level Podcast Network, which is at nextlevelradioonline.com. Follow us on Twitter at nxtlevelradio. And of course, uh, Facebook dot com slash next level radio online. And of course, subscribe to the podcasts uh, on the Google and iTunes platforms. Uh, I can be reached to Ben at next level radio dot com. And of course, if you have any recommendations you would like to make for Rob or myself or just opinions you would like to share on anything. <clears throat> you can be. You can reach both Rob and myself together at DC Prime Time at NextLevelRadioOnline.com. dot uh, com. I want to make one more mention. Of course, I mentioned it last week, but I will mention it again. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a little, um, little phlegm in my throat. Uh, my "Seize the Day" t-shirt campaign in memory of Robin Williams to raise money for suicide prevention and help for people going through depression. Uh, it's a t-shirt campaign in which all the proceeds will go to the. Um, uh, the american institute for suicide prevention and that can be found at represent.com slash seize the day uh but i think that's it for um, this week.
0: one thing i almost forgot because i <laughs> forgot to do it last week i big, know <laughs> big special thanks to george shaw at george dot we thank him every week with the exception of last week which is our bad yeah. um for his music that you hear in every episode
1: we'll have to see if we can f- <clears throat> if we can find music for the gotham
0: yes uh, uh, yeah i'll have to do some digging for
1: that for so. the gotham manual for the gotham manuals uh coming up in the next couple weeks uh what was it we decided to do next week
0: uh, uh oh what <laughs> we want to see for the <laughs>
1: full port crossover
0: oh yeah yes um, yes yeah. so we'll basically just do news next week again and then uh we'll kind of break down the discussion of what we want out of these crossovers and what we think should happen maybe some original ideas with that so i would assume the next couple of weeks of the show we're going to be on the shorter side hmm. um Until we get to the annual. Yeah.
1: Yeah, at least the next two weeks. Uh, So the next two weeks will be a little bit shorter shows. And then the three weeks from now, we're going to do Gotham season one annual, followed by uh, the Gotham season two annual. And and the season,
0: yeah, season two annual, I think we'll be recording that one a bit late because I'll be in Boston that normal weekend. But um, so that'll be a day or two behind. So four weeks out from now.
1: Yeah. And then the week before, and then the week after that, which will be about five weeks out, we're going to do, we're going to pretty much recap what we know about these shows coming back for their new seasons because that week gotham season three starts up we're only five weeks away from some of these shows coming back um so we're going to start that and then from that point on it's business as usual recapping these shows and then once the other shows all come back in october man it's a full docket every week and i'm looking forward to it indeed so, uh, but that's going to wrap it up for this week's issue of DC Primetime. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace.